Welcome to the LDM Perspective Podcast. My name is Kojo and I'm with my co-host Mo Ali. And we'd like to introduce you to one of our listeners. My name is Lorianne and I am an eager listener and um, just wanted to join in the conversation today. And we have a collaboration with a podcast, Two Doris in a Pod. I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Shireen, so originally I'm from Birmingham. I've been living in London for 13 years. I'm a trained podiatrist, I work contract with the NHS and I run a business called Soulful Podiatry which is a more so like medispa so we combine beauty and medical treatments together to fix your feet. Obviously I do two doors in a pod so my passion is travelling and it's also my escapism at times and my therapy and I also, what else do I do? Um, done a few like yoga and wellness events and I dance. <laughs> oh, cool. What, what type of dancer? Um, well, I mean, I moved through Kazumba and Brazilian yeah. Samba, so they're my two. I don't really do as much anymore for now. Can you not tap into the whole, you know, Angola, Angolan got that, that dance? That's the Kazumba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to, yeah? Kazumba yeah. is hard. Oh it my is, days. The difficulty with Kazumba, which is one of the reasons kind of why I did the podcast as well, it's relaxing, being comfortable, and being carefree. Mm. And I feel like growing up, I was always thinking of what other people think. I'm very structured, so that brings you out that comfort zone. And I think for women as well, and men, it also helps you explore your sensuality in a way that everyone yeah. sees Kazumba and thinks, oh, that's sexy, mm. gyrating, blah, blah, blah. But it's not about that. It's looking at the roots of where it's come from, how our ancestors used to dance, and also the fact that you can allow a man to lead, you can be in a space that's close to the man but that don't mean you have to sleep with them and you can keep it moving so cheers, cheers, that's cheers. what I find <laughs> that's what I like to I, vlog with that and good thing I'm recording now cut to all this man. this is <laughs> this is hot on the press this is not being cut out <laughs> I think you should and I nah, also well. um, play massage dancing carnival as well so that's also oh, that same thing of mm. plugging that you can be comfortable with your body mm. but it's not it doesn't mean that you have to be sexually exploited that mm. you start another yeah. way like I said a lot of people I dance with we're all professionals what we can't have a separate life yeah. yeah so yeah that's yeah. it really that's true yeah cool yeah. <laughs> and Michelle or Bankhead either one you hear what you hear in the podcast I don't know what to say <laughs> no, um, this one's amazing, so you've got a lot to say. I to say. Um, I'm from Nigeria, 32. Um, you always talk about your age, anyway. I, I feel like that's so irrelevant. <laughs> in, in all honesty, I don't, I don't feel the need for for, for anyone to broadcast the age unless we're doing it. an age-specific conversation. No, but yeah, I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm just asking. I'm not comfortable. Yeah, but like, she's comfortable. Like, I'm proud of my seven no, grade. That, that's that's it, though. Yeah, so, <laughs> just cutting. That's getting looking very smooth because she's come back up on it. I'm I just know, like, oh. glowing and stuff. So it is good. Maybe that's what, what, the answer that I wanted, though. You know, because yeah, when you're comfortable yeah. with it, you just put it out there. Because mm. I know a lot of women are not comfortable no, putting no, out no, their no, age no, like that. It's a stumbling block. Yeah, it's age. And you're single, you ain't got no kids. I'll be like, there's wrong with you. I'm at my own pace. But yeah. I pause you. Yeah, I work for TFL. Um, I work in blah, blah. BR. You said beauty. <laughs> like, we do this. And um, you're the one that does the barbecues, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now nah, you'll be coming. Now nah, I'll give a little. Yeah, I came to the yeah, barbecues, yeah, yeah. and I seen you at a party once. I'm remembering from putting it together. Um, oh, is uh, it? Nicholas and um, yeah, Audrey. Audrey. Yeah, 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 years ago. Yeah. Did you get a Birmingham accent? But anyway, back to me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I met sorry. In, in Birmingham in 2005. Um and we've been friends ever since. Tried to get rid of her. She tagged along. She hid in your suitcase. Yeah, you're not aware. <laughs> I'm joking. 
And so we, we were just having a conversation, like an open conversation. Every time we're together, we, we've, our minds just go into mm. like different places. And we were like, why do we travel? Looking at why we travel. And, and she pointed to me, she was like, oh, I've been thinking of like, you know, you know, there's loads of influencers and that out there. We wouldn't say that we're influencers or anything like that. What we're trying to do is encourage more people to travel, yeah. more black people to travel. Okay. The reasons yeah. why they travel um, and explore that. Mm. And it's sometimes explore the reasons why they don't travel and what's, what's their stumbling blocks. And also issues that they face along the way um, and their experiences. So um, we thought, obviously, as two women, two black women, we can identify with that and then lead with that. So it's just been like growing, I guess, ever since and ideas. But the main thing is that we wanted to hear from black men and see yeah. how that influences their life choices, um, if they will have a partner or not, kind of why they travel, where they travel to, and why they don't kind of thing. What? So um, <clears throat> we've just been exploring that along the way. Um, I am a big foodie, so I usually uh, work with other restaurants. So like 805 and ESQR, another one, and I'm working with another one in Elton, about developing their menu, so like menu planning, sourcing, of um suppliers things like that so from the ground starting up or if they want to make improvements and mm-hmm. um, what kind of audience they're looking to do so i'll do like cocktail tasting okay. I, yeah so i do quite a bit of stuff um i try to be i try to try be. to be <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement of the year um, <laughs> i'm okay. always out so, and about kind of thing but yeah. i'm just kind of like a creative so, person so, and i guess just on something that you, t- you touched on Shiri, i think Really, the idea of this podcast, everyone that we've kind of introduced on here, is to grow a bigger network of people. Mm-hmm. And because we all kind of in different fields, we all kind of like know, as we have expert knowledge in a lot of different things. And if you could imagine, and this is like the big vision, if you could imagine a young person that might come to one of us and say, oh, I want to go into this, I want to mm-hmm. go into that. It's easier for me to reach out because we have some sort of like relationship that's been yes. built up from this platform. So I feel like part of like helping the next generation, a lot of these things that we're doing, We'll kind of give a, a few people a step up because mm-hmm. we have a network of people that we could reach out to. Mm-hmm. So always, it's always been part of that growing. That uh, Doris is actually an acronym, and it's called Daring, Opinionated, Raw, Adventurous. Ooh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no, not wow. not a lot of people know. Okay. And, um, just before fit because it's funny because when i was talking to (laughs) both and i said oh we're doing a collaboration with two doris in the pod it was like oh but what does dora and i was like what do you mean research i don't have time for this (laughs) so so we had to make sense definitely makes sense now but sorry carry on and it was just about formulating um telling the world and sharing the world um sharing with the world our black female travel experience so um the highs the lows the in-betweens mm-hmm. and speaking to you know professional black people or women or men of color and about their travel experiences and kind of promoting their businesses and stuff so what we're looking for is the male travel experience um, yeah. from their perspective as well yeah and also what we found is obviously travel, when you see it on social media, everything is just visual or it's people writing. But we wanted to speak about our experiences more than just write so you could understand like the energy we were coming through with as well. Because anyone, well, say anyone can write, that's not actually true, but anyone can write and say, oh, go here, go there. But we wanted to say, okay, if you go, this is what you see, this is what you'll feel, maybe try this. Also for some black people, they sometimes have... Um, 
they think there's a lot of barriers of where they can go. So we're also to show there to show you that you can break through them barriers and also give our experience. Some of them might be good, some of them might be bad, but we're just letting you know that, okay, we've been there. We're not just writing for the sake of it. We're not just writing to get paid. We're writing, we're speaking and it's coming from the heart what we're telling you and the advice we're giving. So that's it. That sounds good. Nice. That's really good. Yeah, no, I like that. I think um, that's definitely something that's needed, a kind of proper comprehensive idea of exactly how a journey will take, what you yeah. experience, what you're doing and what you're going through. So, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I like We that. go through a lot on our journeys, don't we? <laughs> 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 can you imagine? Let me do some stuff. <laughs> listen, 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 like, I definitely um, engage with that. I think from our perspective, it's just really the whole black experience. So I mm-hmm. guess, especially because you guys travel a lot, we might ask more questions about yeah. certain experiences that you guys definitely. have. Definitely. I wanted to maybe start from where you guys have been, but you guys have a long list, so we're not going to finish. So let's yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do want to get a country count, though, in terms Whoa. of I, I how like many countries. Why is that? Road to 100 countries, and I feel like it puts pressure on people. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of the people, the influencers that do travel, they are not married, and they're like in their 20s. No offense, no. No, no, really. no, no. There's but a lady. Are, There's a lady, no, a black lady. We're gonna she? talk about. We need to talk about. That. There's a black okay. lady. She's done. Most that. of them that do that yeah. Yeah. are, and they live at home, so they can afford to go to here, there, and everywhere. You've yeah. got bills to pay. Some of us have partners and kids. We can't just mm-hmm. jet set and say I'm I'm leaving today. So yeah. it, our main focus is we work a nine to five and we travel. Yeah. And this is how you can. How do you make time yeah. for that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's that, and we felt that obviously not putting pressure on age, but we're not maturing than some of them, not all of them. And like she said, they have a freedom and flexibility. What about the person that's come from that old school African or Caribbean background Mm. where traveling is? We're not told to travel first; it's go to work, do your work first, get your house, do this. We're trying to reverse that um, concept because there's a lot of people out there. I speak to them all the time that I like oh, I'm going to wait till then to travel, or oh, I'm too scared to this. So we're looking at a different, I wouldn't say market, but it's not a market, <laughs> a different group of people yeah. that are going through different experiences, want to break out, not the fearless generation that have come after us, more like the scared generation mm. of us sometimes because we hold ourselves back. But back to what you said about counting where we've been, yeah. um, that's the thing, that this whole numbers game, I've been here, I've been there. Have you actually taken time out to explore that place or did you just go? Because there could be someone that's only ever travelled around Europe, but they've got a better insight, they've connected with people. There's people that travel that don't leave the, um, the resort, that mm. only do the obvious things. Yeah. So mm. that's why personally, I think that numbers thing, Anyone can pay money to travel. You can travel cheap. Some people ditch to travel. Some people be getting the food out. If you're doing a transit. Yeah, those don't count. They don't, they don't count. Layover yeah. don't count. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Yeah, a lot of people just, like, they, they have a stopover in Dubai. Like, I did. Yeah. I've been to Dubai. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. You smell the air. Also, you want to make friends. Loads. I talked to him. On holiday, yeah. I've I've got some numbers from South Africa. I need to delete <laughs> yeah. That's all you get back. You have to just block. But yeah, yeah. I love making friends on holiday. It's like some I've made good friends abroad. Like literally, just sometimes being on the bus or on the train. So it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. one of our episodes, I made friends with this woman in a hostel, a Malaysian woman. She lived in East London. Mm-hmm. I spent a day with her. I didn't know her. I had the best day ever. She showed me things that I hadn't seen. Like it was crazy. Like I was just rolling with her, and mm-hmm. to look at us. She, like I said, she's Malaysian. She had no traditional wear. You've got me wandering around looking all bougie. You wouldn't naturally put us together, but we're connected due to our passion for travel, due to our passion for exploring. 
So, yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly, I guess, that's what I wanted to touch on. So before mm-hmm. we even get into the intricacies of this conversation, why tra- traveling? Why, how, why has that? Because obviously, I guess everyone here and everyone could uh, allude to it. I love traveling. Um, but I won't say that I've been able to um, <laughs> travel <laughs> as frequently as I, I would like. But why, why did that become such a thing for you guys or for anyone on this? <clears throat> you know, some people talk about oh, white privilege and that. Yeah. And then I see black people as privileged. Yeah. We've been Amen. through a lot of stuff, but we have a privilege. And when you have... <laughs> I'm going to sit like <laughs> when, you, when you have a passport, yeah, that is your privilege to travel. And why not? Um, tap into that like why not see different sides mm. that traveling for me has made me a better person yeah. mm. it's made me more humble mm. it's made me more understanding it's made me yeah. more patient yeah. um, it's opened my eyes up to you know different things like when I went to Uganda when I went to the village that was mm. the best day of my life for the village yeah and I will never ever forget that experience and forget how little that they had yeah. but they welcomed me with mm. open arms they cooked for me um, you know, we even put the Snapchat on and they were like, wow, what is this technology? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just like humble beginnings and um, just an adventure, really. It's like taking myself out of my comfort zone, learning new things yeah. and just exploring the privilege that I do have mm-hmm. as a black woman, as a person who also works and can afford to travel, not as much as you know I yeah. would like to, yeah. but, you know, just that privilege, waiving my privilege, basically. Um, mine... I think I travelled growing up. I've always been, I'm nosy, I'm inquisitive. I like to be up in everything. I like to know what's going on. So I've always had that adventurous way about me. I think through life, sometimes you put travel to a side, things like that. And I think what really sparked it, when when we went to Egypt, just before we went to Egypt for my birthday, I think this was five years ago now, I think I travelled with my... When you were 15 or something. 25. <laughs> um, so just before that, I'd also gone to Cuba. And I just kept saying for years, I wanted to travel for my birthday. I couldn't. And I remember I went to Cuba and I had the opportunity to go Egypt with Michelle. And everyone was just like, oh, aren't you doing too much? You're doing a bit too much. How are you going to do this? And I was just like, how is it too much? And that's what kind of sparked it for me. Because I thought, there's so much out there I can see. Where are all these barriers coming from? So I think that's what kicked it off. And then, obviously, as black people, we have a connection to warmth, the heat. And when you're in these countries, I just feel like you're just in a different space, a different environment. It just brings a freshness to you. And I think I kind of got... I feel like I'm more connected when I go away. Like, it brings out my creativity because I'm working in that medical industry day in, day out. I don't get to express that. Travel gives me the chance to forget about that, forget about treating people, forget about healing people and heal me and just spend time with me. So I think it was that. And once again, exploring. We are adventurers. So, yeah? What would you say, Ali? Um, I'm, I'm both for both of you guys. I'm exactly like that. I've started to travel when I was 24, when I met my missus. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what you said, Michelle, I wanted to travel earlier, but I never had opportunity to because I was scared. Because mm-hmm. as your parent, it gives you this kind of like um, shoulder, heavy shoulder go work, go uni, concentrate on that. And when you've done all of that, then you can explore. And I'm thinking, no. So when I met my missus, because she's always been traveling, it, it helped me to be able to engage with her. So we first traveled to Italy. I said, oh, I like this. Okay. Then we travel more. But how we do it, obviously, two couples together, you have more cost and you save more. So we travel, like, for example, we're going next year. We will travel, we will do all our research this year. 
and make sure that like if we're gonna go four or five holidays, we do it. We do all the tickets, we book it this year, and then next year then we'll do it. But you seem you will think that we've got money, but it's not because we do it. We kind of organize. Yeah, you've got money in Jesus' name. You yeah. got money. Come money, on, money, money. <laughs> thank you. But money. you organize it because <laughs> yeah. we both travel in a year. Like her alone, she'll travel four or five times in a year, mm-hmm. and I'll travel like two or three times. So I'll go with like the boys or something, travel by myself, and then I'll travel with her, and then mm. we'll travel again together. But the 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 when I went to Sri Lanka, for example, I'm coming next month. You guys going? Yeah. You're gonna love it. When I went to Sri Lanka, it's like the hospitality, the creativeness, as you tap into, you you appreciate, you appreciate the 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 different culture that is there mm-hmm. in the world. And sometimes when they say racism, I don't believe that because when people travel and mingle with, because we're all travelers. Mm-hmm. Is what people need to understand. Black people can also be racism as well. At the same time, we all travel. When I, when we travel to Asia, they were so open from us with us and thinking, wow, like, and then it's just it's a different. I don't know how to express it, but when you travel, it's, you feel you feel happy. Mm-hmm. You feel like you leave all your stress behind, and then you come back, and then oh, I have to start over again, like that kind of way. But traveling for me is just it's it's nice. It's a nice feeling. Um, so my travel journey is a bit different Um, so I have always loved travelling I do a lot of travelling so I did ask about the whole number count thing Mm -hmm. but that was mainly because in my personal reflection I found that I've been to over 17 different countries Mm. but only three of them have been African countries Mm. and then my own country being included just because of how shameful I felt because it's only three Um, so being Morocco Angola and Uganda where I'm from but um, in terms of growing up my whole travel journey I kind of come from the um, aspect of a first generation immigrant Mm -hmm. and a lot of people may not understand that the difficulties you might have with that in terms of your parents trying to secure residency stay Mm -hmm. traveling isn't so easy Um, I know when I was in secondary school I wanted to do a school trip to go to skiing in France and at the time, myself personally, I didn't really understand the complications of trying to get a visa and stuff like that. And even my school also didn't understand how to help and support me in trying to secure that kind of trip journey because they always, always just dealt with people that had British passports. It's just easy. You just jump on, get on. So there's there, there's kind of aspects in terms of... Because my dad's a pilot, so mm. he speaks seven different yes, languages. Um, so in terms of the whole traveling side, my parents did want to travel. It wasn't like it was something that they kind of held back. It was just the difficulties of doing it, mm. being first-generation immigrants in the country. It's not so easy, as well as trying to secure stay and permanent redu- residency. So in our aspect, that's where it came. But then in doing that, the whole affordability side is also a struggle. But... Um, my sister and I, we all literally have our own like travel hacks, we call it. Little things we put in place to allow us to be able to travel. Um, so we, we've got like a family account, a BA account membership. So whoever travels in the family collects points, which goes to the household account. And anyone can use those points to travel. That's a really good idea. Yeah, which a lot of people don't really know about. Because I know when I told my partner about it, she was like, oh, wow, seriously. Yeah, this is me. Like, yeah, my sister does so much travel because she worked for international school. Yeah. Literally, she's doing that all in her BA, traveling first class, 
doing long so those all those air miles are going to the family account so (laughs) yeah but i'm gonna do all of them but you can add your bank card to it anything i buy i go for the ba app that's it yeah so tesco's you can get your tesco club cars points they can go towards your avios yep you can set that up a lot of people don't know that um i literally have on my computer at home my home page is the avios site Mm. so Every time I want to do any online shopping, if you, you do it, anything? if you do it through the Avios sites, you collect air mile points as well that ASOS, way. John Louis. Everything, yeah. Lloyd's Bank, yeah. they've got a credit card that you can collect um, Avios points with, just literally naturally through your normal spending. So a lot of people might say the whole expense of traveling is difficult, but you can make it work for yourself. Yes. Um, and yeah, so like I said, I've got loads of travel hacks, which I'll... Share. Tell you more about and share in it through. Uh, so yeah, that's my travel experience in that sense. Yeah, travel experience. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to recollect in first memory of like traveling. I guess it was on a plane coming coming here from Ghana. Mm-hmm. I came here and I started like year nine. Um, You're flashy. Yeah, if you want to use that. Term. I love it. <laughs> then, yeah. No, I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I we moved on. <laughs> Regards to traveling, I've tried to travel. I, I wouldn't say I've traveled as much as I want to, but for me, traveling, the main thing I look forward is the culture and the food. Like, seriously, mm. if I get culture and I don't get food, I'm disappointed. I need both. <laughs> like, so I, tra- I travel more for experiences, and I think a lot of the stuff that you guys have mentioned um, regarding the humility, just seeing people that might you might be in a better situation than them but they still appreciate life and mm-hmm. i think that kind of like wakes you up to understand like yep. in the whole big world concept where you are within it because a lot of the times i feel like we're cocooned in this environment especially people that grew up in some of the neighborhoods that we grew up in where they've never even left the area mm-hmm. let alone gone to another city in the uk let alone leave the uk in itself so you get kind of like boxing and you kind of feel like all these things you have no way of um channeling any of these energy until you kind of like travel and you see things and mm-hmm. then you kind of appreciate life a bit. So, yeah, I think, yeah, that would be really what I would say regarding my traveling. Not okay. much. You know what I want to tap into? You know when these six weeks holidays happens? Mm-hmm. I think there should be a, a, a government fund for a student, like secondary school. Like, because when they're idle, that's when mm-hmm. it's issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wanted to talk to yeah, you about that. Like, listen, when they, when we're all idle. here, all five of us. Yeah. We can do this now, innit? <laughs> After the podcast, when they're we can idle, talk about it. When they're because I've been always contemplating about this. When they're idle, mm. they do a lot. Mm-hmm. I see, obviously, well-known. I mean, family that ha- can afford their children. They always go away in a six mm-hmm. weeks holiday. Like for example, one of our hosts is Chris. He, when he was young, he usually used to travel a lot. So we don't see him during the six weeks holiday he travels. And obviously, from that, he's been in a good path. But I'm thinking, why can't the government implement that? Even though it might not be a lot, but at least in a form, maybe like what? In a class, maybe like 10 people. So if everyone knows they're going traveling, everyone will be trying to be good, right? And so I want to be part of that. There have to be a, a, a way 
how someone can get into that. This might sound bad, but just yeah. out of interest, obviously yeah. everyone has um, different upbringing, finance, yeah. etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. But why is it that the government should do it and not the family? Yeah, we, I was going to say that. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. Yeah, no. and if, if we look at black people as well, not just always bring yeah. it on race, the government aren't for us. We need to do it within our own community and our own collective. Yeah. We can't expect the government to teach our children about money. We can't expect them to teach them anything because they... Are they really there here for us? No, they're not. So we have to do it for our community. So it's either we do it, the people that are all very influential in our community, yeah. I think, or it's just that your family does it. But I don't think we should put it on the uh, white uh, government to uh, do uh, anything. I understand. For us. I understand. Does that, that, <laughs> that's why we're here as this um, yeah. podcast mm-hmm. because this charity, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to take this podcast mm-hmm. to a length. And that length is part of that kind of areas we're going to tap into. Yeah. No, no, so I think, and, and I guess I want to kind of just get into our whole travel experience mm-hmm. stuff, isn't it? But that's an interesting part, right? Because we're, try, we're, we're trying to talk about incentivizing youth to see that there is, like, at the end of the year, there might be something out there for you. So that should then dictate a behavior type of thing. But then I guess in the same kind of thing, there are white students that have that traveling experience or they might have that budget to do that. I just feel like, when it comes to us, especially when we're talking about black people, we have, we have to kind of look within mm-hmm. and looking outside. Because a lot of the times, and this is why one thing, I literally had a conversation with my wife about this um, yesterday night. Because I get really irritated when people always look to blame others. Not that you shouldn't blame others, not that there isn't a problem. What I, try, what I get irritated about is that there is that problem. First of all, you might need to look at yourself to see how... What, what what are you doing as in how is your behaviour then dictating that po- particular mm. problem so once you could address that then you could tackle the problem because we can only control what's inside our circle we yeah. can't control what's mm-hmm. outside our circle so I guess it just goes back to what you said right and I, I feel like it's more on black people to learn some of these techniques and these hacks that you guys will be able to share with them yeah. yes. to be able to have these experiences rather than having to like um wait yeah. for someone to, to, to do something for us. We need to definitely move away from that. So I, I can comment directly on what you were saying about the whole community thing. Um, so like I said, mentioned, I've got a youth charity in London which helps a lot of the young people in the UK. And honestly, they literally came with that same question mm-hmm. of how can we travel, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always say, all right, what are your available options around you in that sense? Um, what companies deal with travel? So at the time, there was Thomas Cook, whatever. And I said, literally, write to them a proposal. Mm-hmm. Say you are a youth, youth charity. Um, you want to visit this country. You have 15 young people. Um, and you want to explore the sites and whatever. And that is exactly what they done. They wrote to Thomas Cook. They wrote a bid. They got the money where Thomas Cook paid for their travel. Really? All to go to Cuba. And wow. they went over to Cuba, travelled over there. Honestly, yeah, they travelled over there. We covered some of the costs in terms of the chaperone to obviously look after the kids. We're not just going to send them anywhere. Um, but, yeah, th- but the thing is we instilled in them, one, how to obviously write a bid, how to write a letter, how to propose, also how to plan an itinerary for a trip because mm-hmm. I think that's one aspect that people might do. Oh, you might go yeah. somewhere, yeah. but what are you actually going to do? Um, <laughs> so what? I need to see. <laughs> oh, you this is the, this is the itinerary. So to actually have an itinerary. So those options are there. And there are examples out there of people that have done the exact same thing within their community. It's just sharing that information of the do's and the how's to get those things happen, how to put that in place. But it can happen and it is happening. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess um, you guys have travelled a lot. So if I was to ask the question, what is like one country that stands out the most or one experience like that kind of like stands out the most? And I guess this is generally for everyone anyway. Mm-hmm. For you guys, like, what would you say? I guess it's more difficult when you've travelled a lot. For no, me, not, I know straight not. away which one would be. Mine came to me straight as soon as you say yeah. it. So mine would actually be Ghana for me because... What year I thought, was this, do you mind? Um, not last year, the year before. Okay. So this was because so I'm Jamaican heritage, but I personally still see myself as African. And it was That's nice, nice. to... Oh, of course. That's Why would you? No, some people are just like they're very disconnected, yeah, but very that's very not me. No, but you're the first one to actually. No, I'm loud and proud. Hesitated. Oh, no, loud and proud. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And for me, I felt like I was so happy to go to a country where I felt comfortable, I felt accepted, I felt I could be myself. I also knew that I could be in a country where if I wanted to live there, I could flourish. Listen, I was I was planning to um to leave. I was like. When I was out there, I was like, that's it. I'm not coming back. Yeah. I was this close to leaving. Yeah. I said, I'm moving. Because I was finding somewhere where I felt like I can just be me. Yeah. And like I said, I'm I'm not one of them Caribbeans. I'm like, no, I'm just Caribbean. No, I'm a black woman. I'm dark-skinned. There is no way I'm trying to mm. run away from being African. So I just felt so happy and so at home. Mm. So that was my experience. That It just kind of changed me to show that, okay, I live here. I do enjoy living in the UK. But... I was just so happy to just be home, literally, mm. before the homecoming kicked in. <laughs> I was just like, I felt so just joyful. So, yeah, that's my experience. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the homecoming, right? It's actually a topic that we want to talk about, oh, actually, the year of the return. That's, yes. Is that what you were referring to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something that we'll touch on. But, yeah, anyone want to go next? I guess, let me go, let me go next. But, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, I've kind of travelled, but I think... The talent trip kind of stood out for me. And I guess really for, for, for my family, how we kind of work is normally when we have nowhere to go, we'll go to the south of France because my wife has family there. Mm-hmm. So when all hell breaks loose, money is tight, we have like Eurostar concession tickets because we're mm. TFL staff. Hello. When... <laughs> Hi. <laughs> how did you do? <laughs> so when all hell breaks loose, and we, we, we would just go to the south of France. But normally mm-hmm. how we kind of do it is like I kind of do like a, I call it the mandem holiday. Because I feel like I need that in my life, personally. Yes. I, I understand people that might have objections to it, because I'm a married man <coughs> and I have kids and whatever not. But that's their, that's their mm-hmm. issue. I need to do what makes me happy. So I'll do the man them holiday. Then my wife will do a holiday. Then we'll do a family holiday, because I think it's very important that mm-hmm. we kind of travel with the kids. I think one of my earliest memories is I've never really been anywhere till now. I've never really... Like, I've been to Ghana with my mum. But I don't really call that holiday because then, because <laughs> yeah. as like more touched on, it's like my birth country, isn't it? So mm-hmm. even though you go there, it's not holiday in a, in a respect of you just sitting and chilling. Yeah, like last time I went with my family last year, when I went with my family, it was more of trying to find out who's cooking, yeah. is their car fixed, all these kind of things. So it didn't really feel like a holiday. It just felt like a home away from home. So I was still doing a few things. But one of the holidays that I was going to touch on was when we went to Thailand, and I did it with a group of my friends from from work. And it, it was just one of my friends, he did like a, he took like a sabbatical where he took like six months off and he traveled Asia. Mm-hmm. And he kind of came back and he was talking about Asia and how Asia is like. And I'm like, this is stuff that I just see on TV and I've never really been there. So I guess him offering that opportunity to take us there because he's been there and he kind of had like some sort of an itinerary of what we could do kind of really engaged me. But I think the aspect of it that I really enjoyed because we did the whole backpack hostel type of thing. Hopping from hostel to hostel, man. And it was brilliant. It was cheap, but you get to meet people. You get to like yeah. have different conversations, people from all walks of life. So for me, until now, that's like one of like my best holidays like I've been to just because of like the whole package 
that it delivered rather than just going on holiday because it was a nice nice beach or something like that. It was just that the whole package was actually quite nice for me. In reference to that, my best is actually South Africa. Okay. Been twice. And um, it's so good that you had to go again. Yeah. That, that's why they call <laughs> yes. Mumway. Mumway is so good that they had to repeat the name. The name, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. that's just yeah. a bad joke, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is that good. You guys need to <laughs> hop onto this Mumway trip. But yeah, um, and obviously that's in Africa. It's the most southern point of Africa. And for me, it was my best trip because I didn't know what to expect from, from like, Africa. It really annoys me when people say, oh, I'm going to Africa, where there's no tickets, or there's no destination that says, Africa, where are you man, going? I'd love to get that ticket, man. You get me? Bro, like, where are you going? <laughs> so, um, for me, it's a tie between that and Uganda, for me. Okay. Um, so, that was about going back home, even though I'm Nigerian, I could, st- I still felt at home. Yeah. Even to date, someone asked me, are you South African? I'm like, I'm wherever you want me to be, B. That's how I <laughs> understand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, me. And the beautiful thing is I went, I got to see the hoods and I also got to see the, like, glamorous, lavish, lavish side of things. The suburb. Yeah, yeah. And um, every even the Uber driver didn't want to drop me off. He was yeah. like, are you, are are you, you okay? Sure? <laughs> like, I'm not taking my Uber car to the destination you want to go to. Yeah. I said, yeah, but how am I supposed to get there? He said, like, I don't know, but I'll drop you a few blocks down yeah. and you can make your way. And I did it. Yeah, I was like, my mom dad to that, my dad to that, did it. Yeah. With a couple of my friends, and we got the best suya of my life. Would it make it so hectic in the media that you can't cross the road, someone's going to get killed, or you know what I mean? Yeah. They make it, expose it so much. For me, if you can do a solo trip alone, as a black man or woman, yeah. you can do a trip to Africa. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like, you have to do it alone. Mm. Obviously... You know, two's better than one. Yeah. It's about going with friends, um, stepping outside your comfort zone, but being safe as well. Mm, yeah. Making sure when you get in an Uber, is the child lock on? Yeah. Is the Uber registered? Yeah. Don't just get a taxi from the side of the way. Yeah. Do you have people out there that you know that you can meet up with and they can tell you the way, speak to locals, and locals will be honest with you and tell yeah. you, put your phone away, do yeah. this, do that. Yeah. And, you know, so it's just about navigating your way. Just, just to comment on that, I know I found <clears throat> some people find that the safe option that you mentioned does always turn out to be the more expensive way of travelling. One second, and what is it you like? Precious. No, 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 I get you, I get you, but that is that is a kind of struggle that some people yeah, with low means kind of have uh-huh. no, in true, terms true. of, you know what, I do value my safety, but right now, this is a cheap alternative, let me just try and risk mm-hmm. it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I know people do get in that kind of dilemma when they're travelling. Yeah, no, I think you've got to outweigh the cost, like... Because we wanted to go to Soweto, which is a, a place in South Africa that is quite hood. And we thought, all right, there's three of us, two Nigerians, one Ghanaian. How, how are we going to navigate our way in the streets of Soweto? So we found on Airbnb there was a tour. So there was a tour online, which was 50-something pounds. The Airbnb one was 15 for someone to take you around for three hours. I was like, it's priceless. That For someone to take me around and I'll be safe and it's mm. with a local, 15 pounds is nothing as opposed to us going there yeah. and trying to do it on our own. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, it's like outweighing Pure things like yeah. that. Yeah. So what's your guys' best uh, memory then, travel? Um, I would say Sri Lanka. At the moment, right now, mm-hmm. I would say Sri Lanka. Okay, Sri Lanka is... Um, all right, when you go to Colombo, it's a bit like... It's a bit like Africa. You go in, it's like, you know, a bit crazy, it's hot, humid. You have to expect that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the hospitality is fantastic because they had war in it. 
about 10 years ago, so they want to go back into it again. So at the moment right now, the country is a bit of like 50-50 because the government overnight, they changed the government, but no one wanted to fight about it because they've had too much fight. They don't want to go back into it. As, as, a, as a country on its own is developing so rapid, it's unbelievable. And on the north, you've got the Indians where are staying. We went more in the south because we went around November-ish, December, so around north is the south. And, but in the north, in that area, that's where more of that famous um, building, I mean, not building, the famous um, temple, temple mm -hmm. and the rock that everyone goes is on the north, but next time we will go there. I love Sri Lanka because we stay on the north, on the south, and we, a place called Walagama, Cape Walagama, and we went to also, um, the, we saw elephant, live elephant in that um then we went to then we did like a more of a family um beach resource where we stay in it's called um forgot the, the place but we did everything exclusive because mm -hmm. they don't want to pay extra on our comfort zone because yeah. it costs more money and i love it because we stay 10 days mm -hmm. that's how much we loved it so we first our idea was go to south Stay in South, come back in Colombo, and in Colombo we stayed there like a one night because Colombo apparently is crazy. You don't want to stay there. Mm. Yeah, it's very hectic. You don't want to stay there. There's too much going on. But because my missus worked in an architectural firm, she knew one of her her firms got um has got a um, um, location in 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 Colombo in Sri Lanka. So the the guy took us around, and it was very nice because of that. Um, lom rice. Lom rice is one of the nicest food you can try and get. No. Lom rice. No. So lom rice is, is a wrap, like a banana leaves inside, and it's got all this ingredient inside. It's part of the German that did it, like um, um, back in the days they came in, because obviously... So Sri Lanka is part of India mm -hmm. originally, but because it is... <laughs> so it's part of Indian, but because of I'm the... Not, I'm not smiling because uh, you said it's part of India. Uh, I'm talking about your description of our long words. I'm oh, just trying oh. to picture in my head. So Sri Lanka is on the, it's on the like, north, like on the south. So it's when 100 years ago, what in the history, there was a river. So that river, that's where all migrate and went into it. But it was part of um, 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 India because of that now. That's why you have on the north side, you have in more Indian people on the north, but they don't come down too much. Overall, it's the best experience that I had. We stayed there for 10 days, we explored the country, and then from there we went to Maldives and stayed about a couple of days. Okay, um, so I would say my, <coughs> it's, it's a weird one, because there's a lot of places I've been to, I've had the unique experiences in each of them. Um, uh, I'd definitely say Angola is definitely one of them, the top ones. It's an amazing city. It is very expensive, just to warn you. Um, I had other, special benefits um obviously my sister was working there and she had a lot of ways of discounting a lot of the costs out there um but angola was amazing but the one personal to me i would say a trip i had was to portugal i went to the south of portugal to uh alvor in the algarve and um the reason why is because i literally planned that trip like from every single detail um, and the main purpose of that trip was my partner, she's 
really hung up on these whole anniversary stuff. Oh, we've been going to get out together for five years, six years and that. And for me, I personally not that bothered, but I know what it means to her. So I planned a trip to go out there and I literally emailed the hotels and stuff in advance. Obviously, we weren't married then at the time, but I said it's our anniversary. I left it for their assumption to pursue <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what it meant. <laughs> you get what I mean? But um, I've always been on the aspect where I'm not afraid to ask for complimentary things. And, and I think a lot of people are maybe reluctant or might be ashamed or pride. But honestly, if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally did that with everything. I did that with all the restaurants we went to. So I planned literally every single thing of that trip. What restaurants, what would each activities we would do each day. And I literally came, um, emailed on those premises. But I also do things whereby I will go on um, TripAdvisor and all those things and check the reviews of certain places, as in what makes it special or what can you do different or what, and, and what you'll find is some people really do go in a lot of detail in terms of how you can make it cheaper, how you can make it more affordable. Um, I really try and cut down my cost as much as possible if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that holiday, I literally got free upgrades um, in terms of the room that we stayed in. They did all these special things for honeymoon couples and whatever, even though I just said anniversary, I wasn't trying to deceive anyone in any way. <laughs> but um, And yeah, and then we found this ma- oh, fantastic cave kind of restaurant, literally inside the cliff of a cave. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, in Portugal, yeah. Um, and because we did it outside of term time, peak season and stuff, we literally had the whole restaurant to ourselves, which was even nice. They kind of made it that extra bit special. All those little things. There wasn't no extra costs or anything like that, but it was literally just in the detail and the research that I did to kind of find all these different little places. And again, a BA account, so that covered my airline and hotel costs as well. Yeah, Cheapness, this stuff. Trust yeah. me, I... three dollars. Yeah. No, like, honestly, like, I literally cut those costs. It was not expensive at all. And Sorry, because cut, can we just have it in, like, a travel hack edition? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, like, invite me on. I'll tell you. But a lot of it I learned from my younger sister. It's my younger sister that is the true hack genius. Like, she's literally been everywhere and literally shares all the stuff she does with her family, and we just that all take it on. Well. Some people don't like to share. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no. Now, honestly, anyone, anyone that knows me and talks about traveling, I always tell everyone what to do. But it's literally up to you to actually take it on and do it, and because I'm not going to force anyone. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that my sister went, um, my partner recently, we did an event in America. Um, so it was six days, three days in um, and six days in three cities, New York, LA, and Atlanta. And because of all the stuff that we've implemented in terms of saving, she literally was traveling around for 20 pounds each uh, um, trip to go from each city. And that is amazing, literally, to be moving around like that for just 20 pounds each trip. Um, So yeah, um, in terms of best trip, my best one was Portugal. And it was literally all the stuff we did. One of the restaurants we went to, the chef came out and served us the meal and did a whole big fancy thing, whatever, and kind of made that experience a lot more special, just simply from the email that I sent, that what we were coming down and what we was experiencing. And don't be afraid to talk, literally. People genuinely actually want to do more. 
but you need to give them an excuse to do more. Do you get what I mean? So that's my kind of travel experience. Oh, Can we touch back on your question, what you were saying, <coughs> the one about, what did you say? About Africa? Yeah, yeah African why people not going African-Caribbean as much. Yeah. I think it's a few things. So for me, I've been to Jamaica a few times. So even though I'd love to go all the time, I'm like, financially, the money I'm going to spend there, why don't I use it to go other places? Because sometimes you can have some people that only ever go to their home country. Yeah. I think the other Caribbean islands, you. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the other Caribbean uh, islands, so I do want to go. But then sometimes I do think price, who am I going with? Um, with Africa, similar thing. It's not that sometimes we don't want to go. I think a lot of times it is the finances because we know those flights, they're a lot more than the yeah, other flights. that's what we were saying. So I think, yeah, ahead. I think that's the main thing. But yeah, touching back on the whole going to Africa again, yeah. I was supposed to go to Nigeria this year. I wasn't able to go for different reasons. Yeah. But one of the things that for me frustrated me, that a lot of people didn't want to go because they're like, oh, it's dangerous, it's this. And I'm like, you keep listening to what other people are saying. And it really pissed me off, actually, because I really wanted to go. And one of my blockages was my friends don't want to come with me. And I think it's important that also as black people, we speak well of our countries as well because mm -hmm. we're quick to say, oh, yeah, I'm from there, but this cousin's going to take this and this person's going to do this. I think we really need to stop doing that. That's it. We've all got a different experience. But what you say does influence other people so yeah. yeah you might not have had the greatest experience but don't run down any mm. of your own countries because mm. it blocks others from going it blocks yeah. us from going yeah. and it's also blocked us from doing more in our countries mm. non-black people are seeing our countries from a different perspective investing mm. and getting out once again yeah. what are a lot of us getting nothing if they was to say leave england now where are we going mm. so well you I know what's so say. funny about us not going us black people literally not going it's the white people that's actually going more they are their planes are full. When you yeah. go to your own country, yeah. you are the only black on the plane going that's to your country. That's what's so funny <laughs> about it. Go on the embassy and yeah. the, the amount of Caucasian and really? even Indian yeah. people that are sold there. Because what, what, so for instance, when you look at the whole food, like when you buy an African food, you go to an Indian shop, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so in the UK. So what they do, obviously they build relations. So they go over there to speak to their farmers and stuff in order to get the food over. So a lot of them are going back and forth. But I think for me, regarding Africa, and it's like, yeah, it was the other day what I was thinking about, I was thinking why I don't actually travel in Africa. I think I take it for granted in the sense that when it comes to holiday, when I was growing up, any holiday that we were going to, especially for my mum, is just to go to Ghana. Mm -hmm. There's no other option. We just go to Ghana. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for me, I kind of took going to Ghana for granted. It was just like, yeah, we just go there. Do you know what I mean? And when it came to other African countries, it's very interesting that it's only because growing up in Ghana, I guess I was too young to really understand the bigger scope of things. But mm -hmm. you take, you know, you hear about like, um, Liberia, you hear about Ivory Coast. Even when you get to Ghana, you could travel to like through the West of Africa quite yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. But you take a lot of those things for granted because I say to myself, oh, I could do this anytime. I go to Ghana so often and I could do that anytime. But so let me do the other things that I can't do anytime. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Almost like excusing. And it's not necessarily that, yeah, it's just me giving myself excuses. But I think the other thing that I wanted to touch on, though, especially when you touch on the whole um, experience when people kind of spoil it for you. So, for instance, if I was, let's like, say, let's go Ghana, then a lot of the stuff that I might be saying, oh, my cousins will come. I don't normally use that as an excuse, but people that are saying that it's because of, um, in Africa, how it's seen when you're over here and some of the expectations that people might have. So, yeah, we shouldn't really talk down on the we country, shouldn't. but I feel like a lot of the times people that come from those countries kind of take it for granted. We probably do it about England, though, and not think about it because we're here. But one other thing I just wanted to say, sorry to interrupt you, 
sometimes I think black people as well, especially with social media, we think that, oh, so you're just going back to your own country. Why are you going to do that? There's other places. And I think that can also um, chip into people mm. as well because mm. it's just like, why do you want to be a country around your own people? Why do you explore? But, yeah, but what's it, wrong with being with yeah, your own people? Exactly. It kind of goes that. into the whole numbers <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? Because if, if, if all these other times I've been gone, I've been other, other places, then because I said I've been to all these other places, right? Because then it goes back into the whole number, how many countries yeah. have you been? That, that, that type of thing, man. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know if anyone of you guys... For me, I, I, I used to think I won't never go to the same country twice. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, every experience is different. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No day is the same. No person is the same. No person's journey is the same. So every time you go to a country, it can be a different feel. For the reasons why I feel like people don't go to the African Caribbean as much, like I said, duration of the flight, um, distance, yeah. the price, it's yeah. not, let's be honest with ourselves, it's not cheap. Not and looking at Africa and Caribbean as a touristic place, the tourism is not really pushed no. as much as it should be. Yeah. And when I stepped onto the beach, I just thought, wow, the sea is crystal blue. You can yeah. see the bottom. That's it. The sand is so white. Yeah. Like, speaking about it, it makes me just feel like, I just, yeah. I'm getting in my yeah. feels right now, <laughs> thinking about it. But if I had listened to everyone, like, oh, don't, when you get out there, don't say you're Nigerian. I've got bright green hair. It's kind of like <laughs> Nigerian color. Like, what am I going to say? Um, and like, you know, cause xenophobia and things like that. But when you talk to locals, I was like, okay, this is how it started. It actually started as a drug war. It was nothing to do with Nigerians coming to the land. And it wasn't just Nigerians. Um, it's obviously Nigerians being the loudest voice in the room. It's not, it was about Africa, all the other African countries coming to South Africa. And that's the drug thing is where it started. Then they started talking about land and businesses and stuff. But hearing that, Everyone was telling me, cancel your flight, don't go to South Africa. And a lot of them, even Nigeria, my own mum is telling me, oh, you can't go alone. Well, I can't go alone. Mm. If I've been to South Africa, I can go to Nigeria. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think it's like the fear of the unknown. Um, yeah. it's, but what it is, is, as black people, when we're here, we hook each other up with ourselves. We're like, mm. oh, I've got a friend in finance, he can sort you out. Yeah. Why can't we do the same back home? Oh, I've got cousins back home. You know, meet up with them for one day, they'll take you around. Mm. Like, we need to kind of be sharing... Mm. our knowledge and sharing our contacts and we don't do that enough and I think if we do that it will, will make people feel more at home and but less scared to kind of visit would you not say it's us our generation need to tap into that more yeah yes. we do it's yes. a change that, like I always say be the change you want to see yeah. so that change starts with us if we don't start doing it how will you expect the generation after us to do that you know and the older generation they, they can learn from us my mum and my dad they start. They listen to me. Like I didn't think they would, because they're always like, "Sit down, man. Your feet is too hot. Why are you always grabbing?" <laughs> but before they book a flight, they will call me. They'll ask, Mine "Is this okay? Can, you, can I do this? Yeah. Can I go there? Where would you recommend? Do you yeah. have friends here?" Yeah. And that's how I tell. I'll say to you, "Yeah, I have friends here." Yeah. Like Mo was saying, like um, when if people don't want to travel to like certain places, how do we encourage them to travel? The yeah. first point of traveling is get a map. Yeah put pins in everywhere where you know someone lives there. Yeah. That's free accommodation already. So you just right. have to pay for your flight. Jeez. Do you want to be staying with every, that, that, that free accommodation thing? It's difficult, isn't it? Um, it's, nah, yeah. I would. That in Joburg, we it did. It is difficult. And it was beautiful. I, I, can we talk about this? Yeah, we had to go into that. Because I feel like the whole free accommodation, mm. now I, I genuinely believe in what you're saying yeah, in regards to like, it's a good thing to plan it like that, but then it depends on what experience you want though. So for instance, when I even talk about free accommodation, I go Ghana. When I go Ghana, before when I used to go, I used to stay with my dad. Free accommodation. <laughs> the problem with staying with my dad, though, is that 
when I want to go out or when I do go out, like eight o'clock in the evening, I need to be back in that house. Right? So he's telling me, where are you? Yeah? Where are you? It's dangerous out there, all these kind of things. And I'm like, okay, I understand I left when I was really young, but I'm a grown man now. Like, I paid my ticket to come here, right? But then obviously I didn't pay for my rent, so I need to stop for <laughs> So and even got to a point where one time I actually got home and the gates were locked. <laughs> oh no! Seriously. Oh, cool. This is yeah, this is when I was in uni. Yeah, there was and, and I went out with my cousin. I wasn't like thin because I, I went out with my cousin. We took my dad's car, I went out with my cousin. We came back, it was locked. Obviously, my cousin, they always have a way of getting back in when it's locked. Yeah. So we got back in. But the whole thing is that they'll lock you out, right? And then after that, I said to myself, anytime I go to Ghana, I could spend some time with my family, mm-hmm. but I can't stay with them because of these kind of things. So I've, that for me, that's the blockage that I found with the whole free accommodation yep. thing, even in my own country. But See, I'm this is the thing. I'm all for freeness because I love freeness. But I've had issues with that. And it's like, you're in someone else's house. So personally, I think if you take someone in your home, let them be a guest, don't expect them to wash up. They can and they will. <laughs> but I think it's the expectation. So when I stayed in Ghana, the lady I was staying with, yeah. she was actually lovely. She didn't want money or anything. But it was a friend's family. And I was very on edge because I'm who I am. Some things you can't change. I could leave the liquor. I could get a bit of stew on something. My friend was giving me looks and I felt so on edge that yeah, I didn't stay. Yeah. I actually went and got a separate place because it was so horrible to know I'm there and it's like, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it wasn't the person that was owning the home, it was the other person and it was the worst thing ever. Yeah, it was just like I mean. the littlest thing yeah. you couldn't do. I felt like I was 10. Mm. You know when you're 10 yeah. and you go to that mean auntie's house yeah. that you don't want to move? Yeah. It was like that. So that's why I'm a bit cautious. For me, personally, I've written down nothing a bit of information mm-hmm. I want to tap into Eastern we've tapped into Africa Eastern and Western obviously you guys are traveller how about Eastern and Western what of is the experience of yeah of like Eastern Asian area okay oh, okay. and then Western obviously Europe and yeah. all of that so how are you guys what's your experience on those you know what being very honest even though there, it can be difficult for black travellers at times I feel like sometimes when you say that then it is difficult because your words have power. If yeah. you just go in with a clear mind that you're just going for it and don't hold on to that attachment, yeah. then I think you're actually fine because everywhere I've been, I wouldn't say I've felt that much of a way, to be honest. So um, or really? if I've felt slightly a way, mm. I've overcome it. So there might have things that have happened, but mm. I don't know. It hasn't been that, as that bad for me personally. But I just really think I'm blessed. When I go somewhere, I don't really have too many traumatic experiences. I think I've just been very lucky with that other people are different. But if I'm going somewhere, I don't know if I do that thing. I might ask a black person that's been before, but I don't do it anymore. I'm just like, I'm going and that's it. So, mm. so far, it hasn't been bad. I think I had a guy a bit mean to me on the train once, but he was drunk. So I don't think it's because I was black. He was drunk. So I personally, now I'm seeing it as that I haven't had too much issues and I just go where I want to go. Mm. And that's it. I tap into that, man. <laughs> I have had it issues. Um based but I don't know if it's kind of my skin or I'm just just I attract trouble. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um that's like in South Africa, like the bouncer strangled me and took my phone. Sugar. What yeah. do you mean? What this this trip that Yeah, that just come yeah. from they strangled they you. Which one? Like <laughs> the headlock strangled or just like that's yeah, my phone. <laughs> I took my phone and wanted to delete some pictures. What? All because I took a picture of the sign that says Kibana 
and he's like, we got high profile people here, people with money. I said, I've got money. How much are you a bank? You're just a bouncer. Get out of my face. But you don't rap though. No, I'm no, I'm five foot nothing. He was like six foot something. I said, he said, let's take this outside. I said, let's go. What? You're another person. I was like, let's go. Yeah, I said, let's go. You touched my call the police. He was like, oh, these UK girls, you call the police. I said, yeah, I call the police. So how did he end up even after that strangling you? How it ended up? His friend apologized. Sorry, not to laugh about that. No, that's no, fine. Like it isn't funny, but it is just out of order at the time. It's just like the way you're describing it, then it? No, because I, I knew I wasn't in the wrong. A South African local, two yeah. South African locals came up to me asking me if I was all right. Yeah. Then when the other bouncer was asking me, like, what's going on? Don't call the police, sister, da 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 da. She came up and she was like, no, he actually full on strangled her yeah. because she took a picture of the sign. Yeah. Well, you had to do, you know, in Africa, they don't play. Yeah. There's no rules. No. Then he was like, there were high profile people. I said, yeah, you could have spoke to me and said that. You didn't need to confiscate my phone and start like, strangling me. No. That's not the way. Yeah. That I didn't damn a woman, you're a man. You yeah. don't do that. No. And, and the thing is, it's, it's funny that. that you guys say that black, you have an experience about mm. I've personally think if you were white that would not have happened no definitely in South Africa a white person is gold it will not have happened in South Africa a black person is sometimes they they just look at you like we came we wanted a table obviously we got we got table money but looking at us you don't you won't think we had table money so they were like yes ma'am to the white person even bowing to me what do you want I said sorry what do you say what would you want to drink I said please and thank you goes a long way and here it is and then when I took the money out then he started to be nice to me I was thinking, these rands ain't going to make you dance. The, the currency is rands. Just put it back in my pocket. And I gave his friend a tip, but I didn't give him one. And he was looking at me like, eh. I had that same experience in Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. I, I, I wouldn't even go to Dubai. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go. In Jamaica, I'm, someone else has mentioned about yeah. Caribbean. They had a similar experience. We had a similar experience. We did a stag, actually. So for one of my friends, I don't know what we were thinking, but it went around the lines of, oh, what have you been? You've been there before. Go somewhere else. So we thought we'd go to Berlin. And there was about about six to eight of us. So anyway, this this kind of thing. So we were we went out. So a group of us went before the other group joined us. So there was about four of us, and we were hungry. So we went to like the city somewhere. We went to sit outside KFC, bought our food sitting outside, and we were just eating. So we were just eating, kind of like just having a conversation. And we could hear someone is like screaming, saying something towards our direction, but no one really engaged in a conversation with them or turned around because we're just having a conversation. So about ten minutes later, we turn and we see this old lady just looking at our direction and saying some stuff in German. Now, obviously, this is when all these kind of things comes in. Now, I don't know she was saying it to us because we we're black or because I, I, I don't know what in what concept she was trying to um, have that conversation with us. But she kept on going on, and you could see from her face, from her reaction, it didn't look like something pleasant. Like No, it didn't look like a hello. It looked like she's pissed off about something. Where even the locals that were sitting next to us said something to her in German, and then she started walking to the bus stop still looking at us, saying certain stuff to us. And we were like, what is this? And that was not even like the same experience. We kind of had a group together where one lady was walking with uh, with with someone. She looked at us and she turned around. She wanted to say something, but then the guy stopped her. They're brave, you know. You know they're no, very they're brave. brave. They're very brave. They're very <laughs> yeah, brave. They're and very we even racist. had a thing when we went to a club where it's like, because obviously we went to one of the top clubs. We had our own area. And you had looks because we were like the only black people in there. Like, and that I guess that's the problem for us, isn't it? Why would you then just go to a white establishment like that? Go and yeah, find but, your own people but and stuff Germ- like that. But so that was a problem for us in, in making that decision because but, we were not wanted there in the first place. But Germany, uh, but Germany, you, you, Germany, they literally will show you. If they're racist, they will literally show you. 
It's not like England. England. Underneath the carpet, Germany will. Because I've got a friend. She was born in Germany. She said they are literally racist, and they will show you. They don't play about or anything <laughs> like that. Um. So I think you're right. Like representation does matter. Um. Because then people can. Because a lot of the times in other countries, they only have like one image a very stereotypical image based on whatever their media yeah. or films want to portray of a p particular like race of people or culture of people. So they don't see anything other than that. A lot of times, sometimes mm -hmm. it isn't always their fault, but I also do believe in self-education. Like, But we don't see certain people all the time and there's no way we're going up to them, touching them and poking yeah. and no, rubbing them. What I want to touch on more is in terms of, in terms of those communities and those people, mm -hmm. I don't really think we will ever be able to truly have an impact on them in the sense whereby their media, their mm. upbringing, whatever, will be limited. And there isn't much that we can do now, today, personally. Yeah. So I, I, I do feel go there understanding that more and expecting that as opposed to thinking, oh, you know what, if we travel a bit more or something, then that's going to change nah. or it's going to be no. different. On this on this occasion, I actually agree with what you guys are saying. <coughs> in a sense that, I see from, from that perspective, because a lot of the times, because, so for instance, Germany, how I kind of took it, we went to different clubs. Now, we went to a club where it was a bit more of a mixture. So there was some, I keep doing stuff, I keep stopping the recording, sorry, man. When I get the juicy stuff, you could, I can't contain myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to a club where there was a bit more of a mixture. There was black people, there was like um, a lot of Arabs, there was a lot of Germans. And it was quite funny how the black people were treated there. So, for instance, even on a journey, the, 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 the day before the night, I was speaking to one guy, one black guy on the, on the bus, and I was just kind of asking, how's the country like? And he was kind of just saying to me, like, for the black people there, it seems as if when they, they, they want to get a white woman because they want to get their papers because there's a lot of uh, migration within mm -hmm. Germany and stuff. So when you go to the club and they see you, their whole understanding is that you might be one of these because you're black. The, the thing with this black identity, whatever that they see is like going to Spain. You know, they pick up their rubbish. This is what they think you are. So when they're giving you all these kind of looks, this is their perspective. Regardless, yeah. yeah? Mm. So when we went into that club, they're thinking you might be the locals. You're here to get any ugly white girl, snatchy girl, because <laughs> you want some papers. You can't even afford to buy a drink and stuff. So it got to a point where we were actually quite annoyed because of how they were trying to treat us, even some of the communists in, in the country, where it got to a point where we had to have the conversation with some of the guys because it's like they'll barge past you, just treat you like, what do you think this is? So we had to literally, I'm, I'm against all this kind of, you know, I don't get into fights or anything mm -hmm. like that. But it got to a point where we were that peed off where we had to actually like kind of show them that you can't just treat people like that. You, mm. And I guess sometimes it's like, oh, I'm not just a local. We kind of had a bit of a chip on our shoulder when it got to that point. Mm. And you never feel like you need to kind of really say that because we're all black people. But then that was kind of point. So just feeding back into what you guys are saying, that person will know that when you do see people, because you live in that country and this is like the, this is the undercurrent of the country, the migration and stuff, it doesn't mean that every black person that you're going to see is coming from that perspective, mm -hmm. that angle. Also in the club, because they're not used to black people actually getting a table, getting like a really expensive table and stuff, people are looking at you and they kind of think, are they stars? What are they? Because this is their mm. expectation, do you know what mm. I mean? So I also feel like it's very important that we, 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 we kind of like re-educate um, people from these kind of backgrounds. Now I understand the TV and stuff and all that kind of have, but when you have that personal experience by talking to someone, it will change that idea. It will I change agree. that all. Completely. So I think it's very, very important. Well, I, I, I agree because... 
yes, like I agree with what your point. Like obviously in terms of like a bigger bigger picture, maybe yeah. we might not have impact in terms of like traveling and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think on a personal impact, the personal impact can then affect the bigger mm. picture. Yeah. Because if you meet someone, I don't know, at 18 and they're young and you go club and they've never met, you know, black people from London or from wherever, um, <clears throat> they go on to do a high profile job. Do you know what I mean? They will have a different perspective than the person who was doing the job before them. So all these little things I think do w- like weave into Chip the, the yeah. bigger picture of how um, integration works within different societies and how you can embrace other communities. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Within your country. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that. You want to come in quickly? Yeah. Um, I need to, need to um, close up because my understanding of all of this, right? I've, I understand what you're coming from. Mm-hmm. We should go there more often, but these people don't travel as well. Mm-hmm. That's another, it's like a, a naive kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. They don't travel. And also what I wanted to tap into, which is very important with you, you both, that is um, the two doors, the disadvantage and an advantage of traveling, because this is very important for people to understand this. And I understand you've kind of tapped into it as much, but if you are probably want to wrap up, obviously when you're doing your concluding disadvantage mm-hmm. and advantage, will probably help out because I traveling or going anywhere or doing anything is all about educating another person because we are not educated enough, regardless of how much degree or anything you have. Now, if I go to South Africa, I don't have a clue, even though I have all this interior or all these ideas, this plan, I still want to have a clue. But someone like you that's been there will give me at least a bit of input and say, look at what, watch out for this, watch out for this. Like what I said mm-hmm. to you when going to Sri Lanka, watch out for this part, you will mm-hmm. be understanding, accepting and try it. You get it? Is, does that make, is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's all about uh, having, like as most says, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. Like when people say, oh yeah, you can't do that. Did you die though? <laughs> like the worst thing they're going to say is no. They say no to you, oh, you can't get into this club. Okay, there's another club. Oh, then you, you make a mental note, and like, okay, they won't allow me into this club. Like, sometimes it's about a kind of um, having that open conversation with someone. So yeah. you know someone's been there, okay, I might ask that person, or you know this blogger goes here, I might read that blog. Yeah. But also forming, don't take every no. take things with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Lucky, this person said this and this happened to them, mm. but it might not happen to, to you. you. Mm. It may do. 100%. How do you recover from that situation? Like, if I just kept that incident with the bouncer in South Africa or when I went to Thailand and the woman licked me because she thought I was chocolate. I'm chocolate, yeah. Yeah, I am. You know, all this Destiny's Child, Beyonce. Beyonce, really? Just like in Thailand, they're getting used to the black experience of black travelers because before they were not. But the more and more black people are going there, they get used to it. You change the locals, how they actually view it. So they can see the pictures, but they know they have a real representation when they meet a black person, which will then change the ideology of what they might perceive a black person to be. Yeah, for me, I would say the more you show up, the more they shut up, for me. And um, that's even when Slovakia, we went on a skiing trip. They called the police, Slovakia, Slovakia, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And they called police and with the dogs, our station dogs for us, all because we didn't get a ticket. And they advised us that you could get a ticket on your phone, but obviously we didn't have data when we got there. Mm. So we had money to pay. Mm. They just called these police dogs. Me and my cousin were shitting ourselves, basically. I was like, I'm afraid of dogs. I'm more afraid of the dogs than the police. This dog can't eat me. (laughs) And it was about, we didn't let that shadow our shape and, um, you know, of Slovakia. So we went out into mountains, did the skiing, and these people are even less advanced than the people in the city center. (laughs) They had never seen a black person before, Mm. because they live in the mountains. And they kept looking at us like, 
what is this? So we had a conversation. What we, I said to them, oh, you're looking at me. You had a conversation, and they end up buying us drinks. No, not even a conversation for them to look at you like that. Because I guess, and this is just me really going back, back. Growing up in Ghana, when I was living in like Kumasi in some village, whatever. If you showed me a white man, how that had that whole curiosity, that oh, are they really white? Like how is that not more of a curious thing rather than a racist term, if you get what I mean, more of just being think, curious because yeah, oh, you've yeah, never really I, seen anything like that. Do you it know what can I mean? go two ways. It could be a curiosity. Yeah. It could be oh, you're staring because you don't. I mean, I don't know. But yeah. if you don't ask or if you don't have that conversation, you will never know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the conversation might be. Though, I, don't, I don't want to chat to the white man. I just want to just stare at them. I that actually. What about when people go to like their Maasai villages and stuff like that? Because how is how did they interact when they see someone that's not like them? And that's something that I think would be interesting to look mm. at, which they do do because they are going to do that. Also, they're going to touch, they're going to be shocked. Yeah. So mm. maybe we need to look yeah. at from that perspective this is one as well. But I think yeah. it's like it's all intention. It's it, it all co- and and that is I think from personal experience, like mm. you can't. It's not something that you can quantify easily. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it maybe it's quantifiable. I don't know, but it's all from the, the intention of the mm. action. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if someone is curious, you can tell that they're curious. Mm. If someone is curious with a um, like a mal intent, then you can sense that. You might not be able to say what it is, but you can mm. feel that. And and I think that's the for me. So I don't so know. You that's say that if someone touches your hair, would you say that they're being curious or they say it depends. It, no, it depends on how they touch your hair. It depends on how they. Yeah, but even but it doesn't even have to be like an aggressive thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, like it, it I, for me personally, I think it literally is. You can sense the person's intent. Do you know what I mean? Like someone might be like, "Oh my yeah, god, I really like their, your hair." Yeah, Sorry, I actually did it no, to you. But like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. that there yeah. was no malintent there. Yeah. But then if I, if I, if you felt like I was judging you or you like not. shocked, like, "Oh my god, like, why is your hair like that?" But yeah. I'm saying, "How is your hair?" Yeah. Like, you can sense that. Yeah, so yeah. it's not necessarily something that you can quantify, and that's what makes the conversation difficult, especially when you're talking about um racism or acts of racism because a lot of them aren't as simple as yeah. they poked me or they licked me or they tugged my hair or they gave me a dirty look mm-hmm. that's where the the nuance of the conversation is so difficult especially when you're traveling because a lot of the times it's in a different language it's yeah, in yeah. a do you know what yeah. I mean? so you don't yeah, know just like what we experienced you we know, don't know whether it was racism you, you or don't know it's just but yeah. the intent which is i think a universal language you can get that so you will know that the bouncer is doing it because you're black. Mm. You will know that the girl's touching your hair because she ain't never seen no black people. She just is thinking that black people are wild and savage and how comes your hair mm. looks so nice? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You can sense that, mm. I think, personally. Look, I, I could spend hours talking <laughs> with you guys. I feel, I feel like, and, and I've got myself a problem here because I've been recording for over like um hour, 30, 40 minutes or something. Even more than that. So I feel like... um. Maybe what well, one thing I was going to say in regards to what you guys wanted to get from this, I feel like maybe we need to record another session in regards to the whole male perspective. Yeah, I think that'll be actually quite. I think that'll be actually quite good because we've never really drilled down on that side of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess really where we've got to now is really more of like a wrapping up in regards to the whole black mm-hmm. travel experience and what you would like to kind of. Um, because we have listeners that might want to do a lot of the things that you mm-hmm. guys have done. So it would be good to just share some knowledge. I think some, some of the stuff that Ali touched on about advantages and disadvantages, mm-hmm. if we could kind of like wrap that up. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to say something? 
Um, I just wanted to add that there are loads of like black um, companies now that are doing travel groups. I was like, going to say that. Yeah, because yeah. like my friend, I don't know if I can mention it. Or go for it. No, you, might so, well, you might as well wrap it up. You might as well start from yourself. Yeah, go on. Go yeah, so, so my friend um, recently was traveling with a group called Travel Republic. I've okay. heard of them, yeah. Yeah, and so basically they do trips, like I think four or five trips a year. Um, different people can sign up. You Obviously, you can sign up with your friends or you can just go and meet other black people from all around the world and they go, you know, they go to places where, not saying that black people don't normally go, but just, you know, they it's, will choose. This is fair, as in yeah. where we are now. Yeah. We're exploring, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, so they will explore different places and obviously because you're with a group, you have that group group shared experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's really positive because I think sometimes people are scared. So okay. there are definitely groups out there that are organising, um, you know, whether it's go back, going to Kenya, going to... Bali, going to Malaysia, like there are groups out there that are doing things like that as well. I'd say first and foremost, follow Two Doors in the Pod on yes. Instagram. Blood, Shameless blood. plug right there. <laughs> so follow us. But like she said, there's a lot of groups. So there are black travel meetup events. So for those, the travel groups are quite good. However, they are quite expensive. I'm going to put it out there. They are. And not everyone can manage that. So just connecting with other people that enjoy travel are travelers through Instagram, Twitter. Like you said, if you don't ask, you don't get. Just ask the question because some, if someone wants to message me, I'll probably just give you the whole itinerary because it's like I don't mind so just um, don't be afraid to ask um, see what's going on. So there's like the Black British Meetup group. I said Twitter, mm-hmm. the conversations go off. So there's little hashtags, follow them, follow the people talking. Um, there are the Black Travel groups. Us would be the main things to do. And I'd actually say my biggest tip is just go on Skyscanner, go put UK to everywhere and just see what comes up for cheap and go for it. I can't forget the questions. Did you find any advantages? I'm going to disadvantage. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I'll plug in my friend actually. So my friend has trips to like Vietnam, Bali, What's your friend Thailand, Adili, and that's the person. He's the guy that took us up. Mm-hmm. So he kind of does like more of a group friends and family mm-hmm. type of thing, mm-hmm. and it's a bit cheaper. And he puts the whole itinerary together. Mm-hmm. So anyone that wants to travel to that part of the world, get in touch with the audience perspective. Someone plugged, so I need to plug as well. Get in touch with us and we'll hook you up if you want yeah. to get to that part of the world as well. I think that's what I'm I think I said everything I need to say. I would say disadvantages. Regardless, people will stare at you. Give them something to stare at. It might sound a bit bold. <laughs> I'm a bold person. Give them something to stare at. They're going to stare at you anyway. Like me and my cousin went to Tenerife to a five-star place. We got stared at every day. Yeah. Just jumped in the pool in my bikini. No mind. They all jumped out of the pool. <laughs> I gave them something to stare at. <laughs> It is what it is. That is true. It's hard. It's hard, but it's really hard for me. I've mm. been to Spain and I experienced something like that, and it was really hard to take in. I must say. I'm not gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The Spanish generally are quite racist, yeah. and that's people from Angola that have lived in Spain that will tell me they've lived in Spain, grew up there their whole life. They're generally quite racist. They're going to be racist anyway. Don't let that cloud or ex- um, cloud your experience. You're here. You've paid your money. Yeah. Yeah. So have your fun. You might experience some humps along the way, but that that you didn't die. No. This this is what's gonna shape you or your next experience. Yeah, yeah. You might put it on your on your mark and say, Okay, I'll never go there again, but at least you did it. You know, at least you, you tried. Yeah. So for me, I would say don't let other people's thoughts or experiences of you cloud your own experience. Um I would say try to make connections and friends, be it just talking to someone at the bar, be it talking to the cleaner, be it talking to the person that changes your covers in your room. 
Um, and that's information, that's sharing information. They can even hook you up with someone that they know, like a friend along the way. So, like she said, the travel ones are quite expensive. I wouldn't normally, I wouldn't, I would, I would love that. to plug them, but I just have to, to be keep honest. it real. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I, would tra- I would travel, eat and slay, definitely. Yeah, they course, do yeah. day trips. So, if you can't afford like a long haul trip, you could do a day trip like we did mm. to Prague. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are things out there. Looking at Twitter, yeah. jumping, sliding in someone's DM is cheap. Yeah. You need your date or your Wi-Fi to do it. The worst they can say is they don't have time or they do have time. Or that's it. You, but you know. Yeah. So, the two Doris, mm-hmm. do you give, you always give feedbacks? Of where we went? Yeah, per yeah, episode. Yeah. Each episode. No, like um, on a website, for example. So, we just use our Instagram at the moment. So, usually it's in the highlights. If we've been somewhere, we'll put us in the highlights so you can see where we've been. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll wrap up by just saying, um, in terms of travel experience... I would like to also highlight in terms of it doesn't have to be abroad internationally. Um, I also do encourage going to different cities and you can do that literally doing, there's lots of Groupon discounts and stuff like that that let you go stay in Leeds or Manchester or something for a weekend at a quite cheap price. And um, I think once you start doing those little ones, it might then also encourage you to then go abroad and move abroad. And then the other thing also is Travelling to Africa and, let's say, the Caribbean might be a more expensive trip. But in terms of when I was mentioning the whole collecting points and stuff, what I generally do is I pay normal full price for my Europe trips, which is cheaper, and then use the points of that to fund your um, most expensive trips. So that's another way to kind of counter the whole travelling side and making the longer trips more affordable in that sense. Yeah? All right. Um, as for me, I'm wrapping up. Um, for me, the whole experience of traveling is good. I would encourage everyone or anyone to do travel because it's a, it's a, we're all travelers. This is what we need to understand. We're all travelers. Don't, if if um, the Western world are saying they own Europe, it's a lie. If the African people are saying they own Africa, it's a lie. We've won at one point, we've all circulate and move around, and we're going to happen. It's going to happen. 100 years, 200 years, going to happen. So we need to understand that. And then from my experience, I will never stop traveling. What I do to travel more, to help her, I don't, tr- because I know that if I'm traveling, for example, January, and obviously we're almost in December, why am I going to buy a ticket going to Africa in January when I know it's going to cost 800 pounds or even 1,200? So what I do, I plan myself in advance. Like I give myself six or seven months in advance okay, I know I'm going to go to Africa. I know it's going to cost 800 pounds, but if I pay it in advance, I know it will cost 400 pounds. That's another example. As a kind of shameless plug, Mintex Travel, um, contact them. They're a black-owned travel agent. We get a lot of our um, flights with them. You can pay down, excellent service. We've got episode on it, but Mintex Travel, I'm just saying. <laughs> As... That's Barbara's one, yeah. You know, she's arranging for my, for my mum to go to Dubai. Because my mum's never been anywhere. <laughs> she yeah, she arranged our holidays. So, so in, what is it, Feb, she's okay. going to travel to Dubai. Yeah, Barbara's kind of doing that for us, yeah. Oh, cool. Sorry, did you... Yeah, how's, how's I'm wrapping up on that is, like, travelling is very important. For me, start your children from when they're young. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it might be saying, oh, what's the expenses, what the cost? No, as what most tap on do first within your region where you at build it up 
slowly your child will start seeing that, okay, there's advantage to it, there's a good place, then they will start picking it up and then explore. The better to explore is the better that you'll be educated in life in general. That's what I think. So yeah, guys, I think once again, thank you for joining us. Um, Two dollars in a pod. It's, it's really, really good podcast. Like I listen from time to time. It's really great, good conversation. Really appreciate what you guys are doing out there. Um, I think really for anyone that wants any tips, you know how to reach out to these guys. We've also mentioned some of the other um, groups or other companies or other people out there that you can reach out if you want to travel. Any questions before you go anywhere? You know where you need to go. Yeah, two dollars in the pocket. Got you hooked up. Yeah, and any experiences that you have, hit us up. The ODM perspective. We want to talk about it because that's what we're here for. So once again, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you guys for joining. Thank you for having us. Yeah, bye.